You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For Panther fans who want to keep pounding. For the ones who want an inside look at the vault. This, 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 this is Views from Midstream. Now, here's your host, Lonzo Wrightsell and Rob Brown. All right, folks, as is our tradition, and by tradition, I mean we've done it two weeks in a row now, so that basically counts as forever. It is time to spend some time talking with the bad guys with the bad guys. Of course, the bad guys this week, that would be the Redbirds, the Cardinals of Arizona. And to represent the Red today, we welcome in the host of Kickoff in the Valley, the Arizona Cardinals podcast on this exact same podcast network. Tyler Vasquez is with us. Ty, what's up, fella? Hey, guys. How you doing? Doing well, man. Doing well. It it ain't rainy over there yet, is it? Not yet. Uh, it is. It is. Uh, it is still early, but the wind is a blowing, and I suspect that Sunday morning there's gonna be some showers in and around Charlotte. So before we get too much deeper into that, okay. let me ask you the question that we've been dealing with for a day and a half now, which is: If by the way, the question is, am I safe from the wind? No, I'm not, Rob. I'm not safe from the wind. The wind is blowing really hard. I have 40-foot trees all around my house. I'm on vacation. The acorns are pelting me like a machine gun. Thank you for asking. Lonzo lives on a (laughs) compound, and that is the price you pay, Lonzo, to have a compound. Uh, Tyler, if this game ends up being a rain fest and the field is sloggy and it's nasty out, how confident are you and Arizona's run game if this does become a game that the elements force it to stay on the ground? If the Cardinals stick to a run game, I love it because I think our running back room is pretty good. You know, you obviously everyone knows James Conner. He signed a a big deal to come back to the Cardinals this year. Uh, You have behind him, Eno Benjamin, draft picked out of ASU, and as well as uh, uh, Daryl Williams, who came over from the Chiefs. So, uh, all three have looked good at times this season. The problem is, is Cliff Kingsbury in this offense doesn't, they tend not to stick to the run game. So being that it may be a rainy slugfest, they may be forced to, which I think in all fans' minds in Arizona wouldn't be a bad thing. It's uh, it's interesting. One of the things that has kind of created a situation where you guys seem to have had to get off balance is the fact that uh, first halves have not been great for you. You're the only NFL team remaining that has not scored a point in a first quarter. Why has been getting the offense going early been a problem? And if you face, and by the way, Carolina is also one of the worst three teams in the league when it comes to first quarter and first half starts. Uh, is this is this being looked at by you guys as an opportunity 
uh, to maybe force a little bit more balanced game? Or do you think that's just the way the coaching staff prefers to call it? Um, you know, for the Cardinals, I think we're looking at this as, as a fan base, as a, as a get right game. I, I mean, it's, it's scary to say because uh, the Cardinals haven't beat the Panthers in the last six meetings that they've played. So uh, the Panthers, all things considered, have owned the Cardinals every time. I mean, it hasn't even been close. Uh, I haven't looked at all six games, but I've been at a few of them, and I remember they were all blowouts, including that NFC Championship game not too long ago. Um, last year, what was it, 34-10, to 10, I think was the score in, the, in their last matchup. So uh, Carolina seemingly always has the Cardinals number, but when you look at this game, uh, it, it's one for where this fan base, and I would think this team looks at it as an opportunity to right some wrongs here, in terms of getting off to slow starts. Uh, that's been the biggest criticism for them is they've managed to stay in a couple of these games, uh, one being, you know, week two against the the Raiders. They ended up coming back and and winning in overtime. And then last week against the Rams, they, they hung in there. They were within reach at all times. Um, but they only play two quarters, three quarters. That's what it feels like. So you're hoping the Cardinals can get right here uh, in Carolina this weekend. But again, something like the weather now makes you a little bit concerned that, you know, they're going to have to shift game plans to a degree. Kyler Murray threw the ball over 50 times last weekend. I would think with it raining, he's not going to do that this week. So you would think uh, ultimately with the change in offense, hopefully they can get both of those situations corrected. You know, you talked about uh, the run game for Arizona. The thing is with the Carolina Panthers, the defense against the run after that first game, they've really stepped it up and been able to shut guys down. If Kyler does have to throw in, in the kind of wind that we expect, who's he going to try to throw it to? Yeah, you're going to see a lot of Hollywood Brown. He had 14 receptions on Sunday. Uh, a lot of people were down on Hollywood Brown with his time in Baltimore. You know, a lot of dropsies, as people thought. With the wind, I'm sure that's not going to help matters this weekend. But uh, Hollywood and Kyler have a great rapport. So, And you saw that last week. You saw it the week before in Vegas. Um, they're just going to continue to build upon that. So I would think you're going to see a lot of uh, Marquise Brown this weekend. And and the sleeper, the sleeper guy that people talk about, and I actually heard a fantasy football podcast say, the reason nobody likes Greg Dortch is he has a name like a fifth grader. Uh, it's just a weird name that that's not sexy. Uh, Greg, you, no one likes Greg. And so Greg Dorch is a guy that has proven to be a football player. And he is a guy that is sneaking up on teams last week uh, was great connection with Kyler. I think he was third in receptions last week as a, as a total uh, or going in. And his separation is insane, too. Like he, I want to say, I saw a stat that said he had the most separation between any wide receiver in the NFL last weekend. So this guy gets open, he catches everything, uh, and he's like 5'7". So, I mean, he's he's fast, He's he moves, and he's going to come up on you because I think people don't expect him. And he wasn't like a sexy draft pick or anything. So it's one of those things where he just came out of nowhere so if you're the Panthers, hopefully they've, and you know, they do their due diligence. They've watched the tape. They see that this is a guy to worry about. I mean, if you're 5'7 with the name Dorch, you're going to learn to be tough. You know what I mean? Light the Dorch, baby. Light the Dorch. Love it. All Tyler. right. Who, who, who's taller? Who, who's taller, him or Kyler? I'm just curious. Kyler's taller. Lonzo, you're going to have to change your entire joke catalog now. Oh, no, no. That's why he's his buddy. I mean, you know, hey, I have a picture of me and Kyler, and I am six foot uh, one. 
I have a picture of me and Kyler, and he is as tall, if not a little bit taller than me. Oh, okay. All right. We have a picture standing next to each other. I'm going to need that one submitted to the Twitter account uh, just to see it. Uh, Speaking of Kyler Murray, just a shade under 64% of the passes, 784, three touches, one interception, no deep balls so far uh, that have have come in consequential spots. Is there – is there a feeling amongst the Cardinal fans that there has been a bit of regression with Kyler or you kind of go through and going through the same thing that some of us here in Carolina are with Baker of maybe you feel like the schemes just not being run right for him. Why is Kyler a, is he at a disappointing clip for Cardinals fans and B if so, why? You know, uh, the one thing that we talk about on our show kickoff in the Valley is that, there is a disconnect between Kyler and Cliff. There's too much of a buddy-buddy relationship there, and somewhere there's a problem. Um, you saw last year when Kyler was hurt, Colt McCoy stepped in, uh, really good performances. It didn't look like he was going off script, and it looked like there was a level of respect there. I'm not trying to say that Kyler doesn't respect Cliff, but I do think that that closeness that they've had ever since cliff recruited him back when he was in high school uh, there's something there where cliff just lets kyler kind of be the man and it's one thing to let your quarterback be the man when they're a peyton manning or a tom brady or something that's proven uh that that they deserve that right you know with kyler he's not done anything yet to prove that he should be given the the keys to the car and just run ragged and um i think a frustration i know between me my friends and our chat group is we need a coach that's going to like grab by the jersey and say, Cliff or Kyler, stop going off script. And I'm not trying to say that he is, or, or I don't know for that for a fact, but I'm telling you, it, it does look like there is a clear disconnect between the two. And, and that does relate to some of the Cardinals' problems. Let me, let me ask a follow up to that real quick because I, I wonder, and I think fans outside of Arizona wonder, preseason, there was that big situation that spurred. Tons of jokes on our show about Kyler's homework clause, right? Like mm-hmm. he was going to be, he was going to get his money, but he was, he was obligated to study X amount of hours away from the field. And it kind of felt from Kyler's camp, like they felt a little bit insulted. Do you think there's a potential that that was the trigger for this? I don't think Kyler's camp had a problem with it initially because then why else would they sign the contract what became the problem was when it you know obviously the contracts are available through the nfl uh, players association and media looked into the contract just like they would do this is where like for me it was hard because as an ownership group and as a player's agent you know that this is public information so you know that the Adam Schefters and everybody else of the world are going to go look at those big contracts. They want to see like, what is the guarantees? What is this? What is that? And I don't know if they just think thought everyone was going to be lazy and not read that and and thought they would just pass it through everybody. I I don't know. Um, But I will tell you this. I think the, the, the reason that was in place, at least this is my belief is Michael Biddle did not want to pay Kyler yet because of how they finished he wanted to wait till after this season to, to make that determination of are we going to make you a, the top paid quarterback in the league or top two, top three, whatever. You know, he ended up being second. But I, I think he wanted to see one more year. Kyler and his agent said, no, we're not playing unless he gets paid now, uh, especially with his style of play where he runs and, you know, the, opens himself for injury. 
And I think it was, okay, well, then we need to compromise. We need to make sure he's going to take big leaps from year three to year four. And so thus, we want a study clause in the contract. And and I think that solely came from the owner. I don't think that came from maybe the GM or coach. I think the GM or coach may have said something like, we want to see Kyler really step up as a leader. There's been a lot called into question on Kyler Murray when things go bad. And you'll see it Sunday. If, if he throws a pick or something like, you know, something bad happens, he gets visibly upset. And and traditionally, you'll see a quarterback go to the bench. They'll surround the rest of the offense around him or, or the player where there's a disconnect, the wide receiver, whoever. They'll be looking at the tablet. They'll go over what they saw. Typically, when Kyler has a situation, he goes to the bench, he sits by himself, and there ain't no tablet in hand. And he kind of just stares around. And so I think that's where that that study clause comes from of, okay, bud, we need you to really grow both in leadership and in performance. All right, you can't talk about that without talking about the other thing that goes around the internet. And since you're actually in Arizona and can tell us if the fans there think this, uh, there's been a supposed study out there that Kyler Murray stats go down when a new Call of Duty uh, <laughs> DLC drops. Do you believe that? Or is that the, do the, do people around there believe that? Uh, I don't, I don't think it's not interesting. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I'm not going to say, I would like to believe that that is not the case, but it's no secret. He's part of uh what is that group? Phase clan or whatever, the big gaming group. He dropped something the other day with other members of phase clan and watching film and different stuff. And it was, it's like, he's very active in that world. So to tell me that, he isn't gaming or that that couldn't be the case. I mean, there is some correlation. Now, I would say the correlation more is around him getting hurt. Uh, typically, every year he's been in the league, he's gotten an injury somewhere around the midweek, uh, you know, eight, week eight, week seven, week nine, somewhere around there where he gets banged up. And it's usually because he's running the ball or, or doing something to that nature. And um, at that point, that's when the team starts to struggle. That's when he struggles. So, I do think it's just common. Like when you really map it out, though, when do these games drop? November, just in time for the Christmas season. That's right around week eight, week nine. Players are, by that time in the season, you're going to be a little banged up. So I think it is a coincidence, but I'm not against it. <laughs> like it's not something that I would be like, oh, yeah, completely discount it. <laughs> 